We're now into our summer sermons, where rather than doing a long sermon series, Dale, Kent, and I are choosing different scriptures for each Sunday. But if you pay attention, you may find that the themes from one week to the next still connect to one another in a thoughtful and intentional way. Today we will hear a parable from the Gospel according to Matthew. This parable is sometimes known as the parable of the workers in the vineyard. The Gospel of Matthew tells us that Jesus is teaching and healing in Judea, where large crowds have been following him. Some of the religious leaders have been testing him with questions, and the disciples and others have been coming to him with their own questions as well. Jesus responds to the questions with a series of parables, one of which we'll hear read now. Today's scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? And they said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last the same as I gave you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So there's a handy phrase some teachers and parents use when doing something that might get some grumbling, like say handing out popsicles of different flavors. If you can train the kids to expect this phrase, it cuts out some of the complaining. Is this ringing a bell for any of you, especially you parents and teachers? How about this? Pretend you're five. I've got a box of popsicles and I'm handing them out. Some are red, some are purple, some are orange. You're in the line and you love red. 
The kid in front of you gets red. The next kid gets purple, then red, and then red again. And finally, it's your turn. You get orange. Ah, oh, man, you stamp your foot. That's not fair. How come she gets red and I get orange? And the teacher says, you get what you get and you don't get upset. You get what you get and you don't get upset. If you're the kid, that is just so annoying to hear that. But looking at it from the teacher's point of view, well, you're having popsicles at school. Why are you complaining? This phrase, you get what you get and you don't get upset, popped into my head as I was reading the parable from Matthew for today. This parable is a story Jesus tells in the book of Matthew as a way of illustrating what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is, well, it's a whole other sermon topic, multiple sermon topics, but briefly, it's a time on earth when God sets things right. When we pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, we are praying for God to set the world right. And the parable of the workers in the vineyard is set in the time of Jesus. It is about a way of life and an economic system that Jesus's disciples would have understood. Basically, there was a class of people that owned all the land. They were very rich and controlled everything. And then you had most of the rest of the people as subsistence farmers, fishermen, and workers who had to scratch out a living day to day. Poor people who needed work had to gather and wait for someone to come and hire them for, today, for the day. And just like today with some of the day laborers, the ones who got there early were probably perceived as having good work ethics and being good workers. And the later ones, maybe they were perceived as being not so good to come late looking for work. It's in this social structure where the wealthy few own almost everything and the majority of people were poor and have no power that Jesus sets his parable. Now to the parable. Sometimes it's taught that the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner and the landowner only. And people say when God comes to set things right, God will be just like this landowner. But I think it's a more accurate reading to look at the story as a whole. It's not just about the landowner. Jesus, if you read closely, actually says that the kingdom of heaven is like the whole situation of the parable. So we're going to look at the whole situation and all the people in it, starting with the landowner and then moving on to others. In the parable, the landowner wants to hire workers to work in his vineyard. So he goes at different times throughout the day, early in the morning, nine o'clock, noon, three o'clock, and five. He goes five different times to hire whoever is standing there to do some work. If you notice though, he doesn't tell them a wage. He just says he'll pay, quote, whatever is right. So the landowner hires people to work in his vineyard. Some work all day, some half a day, some just started at 5 p.m. At the end of the day, he has his vineyard manager line them up from the men that worked the shortest amount to the men that worked the most. Then the manager pays them all the same, the customary amount for one day's work, even if they worked only one hour. 
The men who work the whole day grumble and complain about the wages the landowner has paid them because they think he's being unfair. They think he should, they should get paid more than the rest because they worked more than the rest. The landowner responds to one of the complainers, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Takes what belongs to you and go. Isn't as rhymy as you get what you get and you don't get upset. But the landowner is basically saying just that. You're getting paid. Don't complain. You're getting what I promised you. Take it. It's true what the landowner says. He isn't shorting the laborer on his pay. Does it matter that he's paying the late workers the same amount, even though they barely worked? I don't know. Does it matter? How would you feel if it was you? Looking at this text from a personal point of view, how would you feel if you were the latecomer? Maybe pretty great, right? You barely did anything and you got paid for the whole day. How would you feel if you were the landowner? He basically says, it's my money, I can do what I want. Don't hate me because I'm rich and generous. Might be nice to be that rich, to be able to be that generous and feel good about yourself. How would you feel if you were the man who worked all day in the sun and then you got paid last and you got the paid the same as some slacker who showed up in the last hour? That would not feel good. It is totally unfair. I would probably be very mad too. As a listener, does this parable make you want to take sides? If you had to say who's right, who would you pick? The landowner or the worker who's complaining? Don't answer because the question is a trap. Sorry. Because everybody is right in this situation and everybody is wrong too. They are in an impossible situation. First, the worker who works all day is right. He shows up early, works all day in the sun, and the landowner promised he would pay, quote, whatever is right. The two of them never agreed on a specific wage, and whatever is right is vague. Earning the same for one short hour versus one long day of work doesn't seem like whatever is right. But the worker is wrong, too, because he's getting the usual daily wage, and he worked a day. So the pay is what he might have expected. He's mad because he sees what everybody else is getting paid, and he's comparing himself to them. Second, the landowner is right. He can do whatever he wants with his money. He's paying a day's wage to those who work today, so he's not treating them badly. He acts generously where he can. He hires a lot of workers and pays them. But he's wrong, too, even though he's not a bad guy or a criminal. By some standards, if we look at the economic system, he's not being fair to the group. And he lives in a way that allows him to profit off the very poor while he gets richer off their labor. The situation is not exactly his fault. The system is built this way. It's just the way the world is. He is privileged by an economic system that benefits him unfairly. 
We started with popsicles and kindergarten rhymes because, well, life's not fair, even in kindergarten. In the parable, the worker and the landowner are two sides of a situation that is just inherently unfair. Life on earth, if you're human, well, if you're anything really, is just unfair. At first, when we read the parable, I think we want to pay attention to our reactions to the whole thing. To notice if we feel upset if something doesn't seem fair. That feeling inside us, I think, is in us on purpose. It's a sense of justice. We can use that feeling as fuel to help make the world a better place. We could be like the worker who says, wait a minute, something's not right here. Or we could be like the landowner who tries to hire as many people as possible and is generous to those who came late. And you know what? Truth be told, we should especially notice when we're the person getting more than we deserve, even when we show up late. That's not really fair when we get more than we deserve. But fair and unfair is a way humans measure things. We only know if something is unfair when we have something to compare it to. And our world is like the landowner and the worker. We live in a way where nothing is ever fair. Some people are born with advantages that others don't have. And remember, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, the time when God sets things right, is like the whole situation of the parable. And I don't think you get what you get and you don't get upset or take your wages and go is the takeaway from the situation because it isn't hopeful. And we know that Jesus ministered to the poor, to fishermen, and to day laborers. These people would have had to give up a whole day's wages to follow him to sit at his feet and to listen to him share these parables and to minister to them, they would have been having to give up their daily bread. It was a big deal, a real commitment when they chose to follow, to show up and hear him. And they followed him because he spoke words of hope. That's where the good news of the grace of God comes in. The good news is that grace actually isn't fair, because to be fair, God would have to divide up grace according to our worth. That's the secret of the parable, why any question about fairness in the kingdom of heaven is a trick question. The kingdom of heaven is a whole new world, freed from fair and unfair, because God's grace, justice, and mercy are endlessly abundant. How might using this vision of looking beyond categories of fair and unfair and into a mindset of gracious abundance help us to understand God's call for us today as faithful Christians? Are we able to see the world beyond what is fair or unfair and instead look to serve God's world in ways that are the most kind, most compassionate, most merciful, and most just. 
keeping in mind that justice in the Bible isn't about making things fair. It's about making sure that the vulnerable are cared for, restoring people to wholeness, and shifting the balance of power to ensure that all people in society have enough to live a peaceful life. This week, maybe we could each take a tiny step towards this vision. We have a lot of stressful situations going on. Maybe you could pick one moment where you feel defensive or angry and ask God to give you a vision for what the most kind, compassionate, just, or merciful way of behaving would be. For each of us, the vision may be different. Because sometimes you might need to speak up, to hold your boundaries, to stand up for what you know is right. But sometimes it's right to step aside or to lift someone else up, to allow another's well-being to take priority. Always, it's asking God to lead you and humbly following. The parable of the workers in the vineyard reminds us that God's grace is freely given, available to everyone, no matter when they show up, no matter how worthy they are. Grace is abundant, ever-present, flowing freely. In the end, you do get what you get. You get more than you deserve, and what you get is grace. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>